Welcome back to the United We Stand podcast. It's been a while. I'm in my hotel room in Newcastle. It's two o'clock in the morning, a few hours after Newcastle United won, Manchester United won. A really poor performance by Manchester United. I've been out in Newcastle. It was lively, but not as lively as in March 96 when... Cantona and Schmeichel were outstanding and United beat the Geordies who were favourites for the league and who were top of the league 1-0. Remember that night, thousands of Geordies around the city centre because the ground's right in the middle of the city centre. And I remember seeing two fans, both in wheelchairs, squaring up to each other. That was a first. feel disappointed because Manchester United, well, team have not played for a while because games have been called off because of Covid, against Brentford, against Brighton. But I felt that the game against Newcastle was a real must-win. Newcastle have won one of their 19 Premier League games. I spoke to a couple of Newcastle fans before and after the game. One of them, who edits their fanzine, True Faith, said, this is probably the worst Newcastle team I've seen in the Premier League era. Uh, and a journalist after the game said that was probably our best performance of the season, but trust me, the bar was really, really low. The United fans were up on the top tier, the very high stand behind the goal at St James's Park. Were loud. It's a shame that three of the United players didn't show any appreciation for them at the end of the match. Those three were Cristiano Ronaldo, who went straight down the tunnel. Marcus Rashford and Nemanja Matic. I've seen them all be appreciative of fans in the past. And I've interviewed them and they've come across really well. So it's just a surprise and it's disappointing. And it's not a big deal, but it's a small detail. And I travelled on the train up to Newcastle today and it was not easy coming from Manchester. Numerous trains were cancelled because of staff shortages, because of COVID. And we waited over an hour inside Piccadilly Station. And finally, one train did turn up and everyone was relieved because it had five carriages and not two or three. And it was still standing room only. All the way north through Leeds and York and North Allerton, Darlington, finally into Newcastle, three or four hours before the game. And the mood was good among United fans singing as we left the train. I heard people singing about Edinson Cavani. Glad he played this evening. Glad he came on because he was the best player. I think he's a great player. Just wish he'd play more often. And David De Gea, well, he's been man of the match more often than any other player so far this season. But I just feel really disappointed from that performance because Manchester United have got to be winning these matches and it's still early for Ralph Rangnick, but United have been pretty unconvincing so far. At Norwich, who were doomed. It took Dehia to keep United in uh, in that game, but he did do. And then against Young Boys, and it's been pretty disappointing so far. So I do hope things pick up, and I did speak to um, the manager after the game, and I asked him for his observations, and he speaks really well. He's pretty honest. And I appreciate that as a fan and as a journalist, but it's nowhere near good enough. 
at the moment and just getting into the top four looks really difficult for Manchester United from where I am opposite Newcastle train station. There's a really good following. Loads of people have stayed up in what's a really decent city and they'll have a good time. Win or lose, they just follow Manchester United. That's what people do. I was supposed to be here with my family, but our eldest daughter tested positive for COVID, so she's in isolation. So I'm not here with my family, and I know lots of people have been suffering with the inconvenience and the hassle and more of COVID during these times. So my plan is to uh, go up to Blythe Spartans tomorrow, watch them play. A proud old team with a great history. I've never been there before. That's about 20 miles north of Newcastle. And then either go to Harrogate Town because I'm a ground hopper who wants to visit all 92 football league grounds and I'm hovering about the 90 mark and I've been for a few years. And the problem is new teams come up like Harrogate or Sutton United. And if that's off because there's so much uncertainty around at the moment with COVID and cancellations, I might look at Barrow against Oldham. But I have been at Barrow before, so my brother score. An equaliser there on a wonderful night about 15 years back. But this is about Manchester United. And right now I'm feeling pretty disappointed because a team who'd scraped by in the previous matches, winning 1-0, was unable to beat a pretty poor Newcastle side. And don't know why. I've got a lot of respect for Newcastle as a club, as a city, their fans. I've travelled with their fans a couple of times when I've written about them, but... I really want them to go down this season more than any other club. Does that make me bad? Anyway, it's not important, but something to think about. Matt Rashford. Welcome back. It's been a while. Stood outside Old Trafford. It's been raining. And it's ahead of the game against Burnley. So I've just arrived here. been in Newcastle. Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit more on the podcast. We're at the halfway point in the season for most teams and when we did the first podcast of this season I spoke to a lad outside the ground, Martin and he got pilloried for being too negative and it was at a time when well, the start of the season results were good and Ronaldo was about to sign it's Varane, Sancho and there was a lot, lot more optimism then than there is now stood here in the bleak midwinter in Manchester, but I've just bumped into Martin again because I've known him for a long time and he said <laughs> him like a bit of a prophet. So, when we spoke to you, Martin, yeah. you were a prophet of doom at the start of the season. Are you feeling vindicated now given how bad Manchester United have been recently and in the autumn, which led to Ole Gunnar losing his job? I can't understand how Solskjaer was still in, in the job anyway. Because at the end of the day, the guy, he, all right, he's a legend. He scored a goal in the European Cup final. So did Terry Sheringham. So you don't bring him back here just to be a manager for the sake of being a manager. He flukes it against Paris Saint-Germain. Ferdinand, all these people, give him the job, give him the job, give him the job. And then at the same people were there with the knives ready. Oh, he's got to go. There's got to be a change. So we only got a job on the say these so-called TV pundits. Who most lads who go to football know they don't they don't know what they're talking about, do they? Pundits. So. You were particularly opinionated on various Manchester United players. and I'll start about Luke Shaw. Well, tell me what you said about Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw can't play in front of a crowd at United. 
But there was no crowd. He got back in the England squad. The minute we've started with crowds again, he's not playing. He's out of the England squad. His first touch is terrible. Wambasaka, 50 million down the drain. I don't know why they bought him. Everyone slates at Fred, but he tries. He's not the greatest football in the world, but he tries. If you, I was at Newcastle the other night and I don't really go in no more. And if you was watching that the other night, now nah, there's a lot of them. So you went around. to Newcastle, but you did go in? Yeah, I did go in, yeah, because like I said, I went in to watch it. But then you see people like Rashford stealing the living. He's got a reputation. He's Tom Cleverley. He's had two good seasons. Now all of a sudden, because he feeds a few kids, he gets a pass. Nah, not for me. He's not good enough. Are there any players... Just hold that a second while I get an umbrella out. Are there any players who you do rate? Do you rate Ronaldo? He knows where the back of the net is. If he gets the ball, he scores. And he get, at the end of the day, and if it wasn't for... They bought him for the Champions League, and maybe win a cup, yeah? He's kept us in the Champions League. He scored in five out of six games. He didn't play the last one. This is a moment where you realise that the umbrella you've brought to the game, you've left it in one of your mates' cars. I'm not joking, Ivan. Gutted. Um, so, Ronaldo, you say he scores. He does score goals, doesn't he? I mean, Fernandez is running around moaning at everyone. He's, he's a slapped arse, that Fernandez. What about um, the new manager? Time will tell. German. Germans can play systems, can't they? You look at the German national team, they're never any good till they came to a tournament, and they always seem to win it. Klopp swears by him. Where do you think United will finish this season? Ooh, that's a good one, isn't it? If they don't get their act together, they'll look at getting the top seven. That's if they don't get their act together. City's running away with it now. How many points is City in front of us? 20? Um, were you full of joy at Christmas? Did you have a nice Christmas? Yeah, it was all right. This weather's terrible, mate. I'm going to have to stop it. It's yes. fucking driving me mad this already. Right, thank edit, you for your time. Edit the best parts, on there, and they'll all be on me back again. <laughs> See you in a bit. Take care, you look just with some of the United We Stand sellers um, before the, the game against Burnley. It's absolutely lagging it down. I just wanted to get their opinions on a minute each, where you think United are at the moment. Stu? Uh, in a bad place, obviously. Literally speaking, and league position. And unfortunately, I don't see it getting much better tonight, if I'm being perfectly honest. Uh, the best part tonight, I think, we'll be selling in the rain. Do you have a good Christmas? Uh, up until today, yeah. Next. Any room for any optimism here? <laughs> I don't know. Just, I mean, obviously, we all know what's being said and stuff, and you know, there's no smoke without fire. But I just think, not even just New, New, Newcastle way before Newcastle, there's just there's something seriously wrong still, isn't it? It's the same bunch of players that Solskjaer had, you know, four or five weeks ago, and nothing's changed. If anything, we've gone backwards. You, you thought after two and a half weeks we we're going to run more, and it seemed that we run less on Monday. Bloomy, could no. you talk about um, the way that Newcastle set up and? the type of players that they used and were you surprised at the, the, the use of some of the reserve players and just talk in detail about the Newcastle players on the bench the other night please I definitely not I was going to no uh, I was saying I actually said before that match they were they were bang up for it I totally expected that they always seem to be against so I don't know what it is but I just didn't see any any fight in that team at all there was a bit of reaction in the second half but again, like Stu said, I'm just, I just feel really disconnected from this, from this team at the minute. I just, there's nothing about them at all, nothing that about them I like. There's not many that I like. I feel sorry for the manager really, who's having to deal with all of this as well, because you just don't know where, where he can turn to really at the minute. He needs a response tonight, definitely. I'd like to think there will be.
but stood in a car park near the ground is absolutely lagging it down so mm. if you hear the water trickling away uh, John United at the moment I'll just come here today it feel, sort of feels like deja vu do you get the feeling like you've already been to this game and we lose 1-0 it's just got that kind of like don't know, just, I, I don't know maybe I'm just being pessimistic but uh, the new manager looks even worse than what Solskjaer has done his tactics so far have been borderline baffling you know, it doesn't take a genius to work out. If you play all your men through the middle, then just knock it out wide. And Dean Smith and Eddie Howe have seemed to have tactically outsmarted him in two games previously. It's just that he's not got the players to perhaps execute what they were going to do. So it worries you what you're going to do when you come up against a good side. But I know it's going to take time. Players are going to have to buy into what he's trying to, to put across. And at the minute, it doesn't look like they're doing it that way. It's a worrying lack of chances being created. Nothing. I mean, oh, the one good thing was when Cavani came on the other day, his movement... Um, you know you know my thoughts on Ronaldo but um, Cavani's movement I think gives us a little bit more up front he definitely needs to play with a, a couple of them up front Ronaldo and Greenwood doesn't work at all you can't play two lazy bastards up there you've got to have at least one who'll, who'll put a shift in um, so yeah I'm just hoping Cavani plays he's, one that, he's the one bright spot I think at the minute when he has played that he's, uh, he's lifted games Burnley Wolves Villa Villa could be far worse in terms of the fixtures and the ones that he's had so far. Do them sort of fixtures, you look at them and you think, on paper they sound good, but then you also look at them and you think, God, they sound like tedious games where you're going to have to grind out and mm. you know, they've got, you're know you not going to see more than a goal or two in the games, especially with the way the new... What, how many goals have we had? Six goals in four games under four, the new manager. Yeah. Four and conceded. So yeah. you don't envisage them to be thrillers. You're just at a point where you have to try and nick wins, um, get through them. Obviously, Gerrard coming to play against us twice and next week as well um, yeah, yeah it, it's, it, it's got the pla- it, you know it's, it's the foundations are there for, for us to build a good platform but they're also there to be an absolute disaster as well so you, you just never know do you at the minute at United and how are you feeling about United at the moment um, pretty, pretty similar to them lot really and cheers Ant yep. uh, John <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think they've got a bit of an excuse haven't they which is there's always something isn't there whether it's a new manager that's making them work hard or a manager being too soft on him, you know, it's we, we really do need to ship out some players, and I think it's a shame because a year ago I could sort of see some promise with the squad that was being created. You know, we're think, top. Yeah, in we January went, last yeah, we year. went top of the league. Um, I think New Year's Day against Villa it was, and I just think that at that point we had a lot of space in the squad. You know, we'd got rid of a lot of players off the wage bill. You know, we had um, if a new manager came in at that point, you know, they'd have had a great, they'd have been in a great position where. They could have had funds free, wages, wage bill free. Um, and now, you know, we've given Bailey a new contract, you know, we've got brought two older players in. Um, and I know I know a lot of people will say, yeah, I bet you weren't saying that when we signed Ronaldo and Varane, but... Well, you I, actually I, were about Yeah, I, I, I did have my reservations. I, I think the way that United should be going is, is they're never going to compete for the... You know, we've been through this over the last 10 years. We're never going to compete for the best players in the entire world. And if Ronaldo was the best player, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have got him. You know, still the best player, we wouldn't have got him, in my opinion, so... I think United need to start focusing on getting players in on reasonable wages that, you know, still hungry, still have um, that, that desire to win win things and, you know, perhaps be in the top ten in their position in the world and that's what we should have been aiming for, in my opinion, and we've, we've gone a bit away from that again now. So, again, it's looking like a bigger rebuild than it needs to be, which is pretty depressing, yeah. <clears throat> Definitely reason with United getting their second, third and fourth choice players for certain positions in recent years. I mean, yeah. United have gone for some players who've ended up at Manchester City who yeah. Manchester United failed to sign. Yeah. And some of them, they tend to be re- really good ones. I know I felt, John, this morning, 
when I woke up. I was a bit gutted because I didn't watch City last night, but I know they won, and I just thought the league's over already. And I didn't expect Manchester United to win the league this year. I've not expected that for a few months, if, if at all. I know there's a bit of giddiness at the start of the season, but City are just smashing it, aren't they? They seem miles ahead of everyone. How, how are you feeling yes. about United at the moment? Um, very similar to everyone else, really. I think you know that, that just kind of rubs salt in the wound, doesn't it? The way City are performing. and There's no coincidences there. City are, are structured... Uh, more professionally in my opinion from top to bottom in the club and I think what we're seeing at United is just symptomatic of a badly managed club at, at the top level um, not necessarily commercially but certainly from a football perspective really poorly and um, you know when, when Mourinho went obviously the players had big issues with Mourinho and there's a massive bounce back and, and usually when you get a new manager you see you see players rally and clubs rally together but Solskjaer was such a popular guy I think with the players as well as everybody that you know, there's no bounce back at all. They just look flat. They look dead, um, and and I think you know that that's just symptomatic. When you look at the wage bill and look at some of the players, um, yeah, it's just symptomatic of poor management at the club above above just, the manager. Just to expand on what John just said there, I think what I find annoying with United, especially post Fergie, is it's like we have this plan in our head. We get the new manager. We go in this direction, and then when it doesn't work out with the manager, instead of thinking, I know, let's get the manager just needs replacing and carry on building what we're building we turn in a completely different direction and have to rebuild again and the new manager is exactly the same he's not going to be like Solskjaer he's going to need six new players and you're going to have to rip the squad up again yeah, and redo it again instead of just well. trying to bring in somebody like for like it's like they've been burnt with Solskjaer so they'll never do it again we have to go this way and, and I think that's where they're just constantly walking around in these directions and you know, as soon as we hit a wall we t- instead of trying to get over it we, ke- we turn around and go a different way someone emailed me this morning and said we have learnt nothing since Fergie's gone nothing we keep on making exactly the same mistakes and one thing Ollie said was when I leave the club it will be in a better shape than when I arrived now he might be able to argue that and that's fine that's his opinion it's subjective but every single manager who comes in says the same thing yeah. massive changes needed here yeah. they will say totally opposite of the previous manager we need six eight new players here and it goes back into that that three year cycle that you're talking yeah. about John, you've played league football, you've been a number nine. Can we talk about United strikers, um, Rashford, Ronaldo, Martial has said he wants to leave. How do you think about the lads lads up front? Um, yeah, I mean, they're not, you know, Martial's, uh, I don't think anyone would be too sad to see him go given his performances over the last 12 months. I think, um, yeah, there's, there's, there's a, lot of play, a lot of top players jockeying for, for game time, isn't there there? But it's bigger than that. I think the players just generally have too much power I think Fergie would have struggled with this mob I think the game was very different even 10 years ago you know with Fergie in his final years he probably sensed the writing was on the wall that these players with their uh, you know their agents and the social media accounts and they're far too much power like they're almost bigger than the manager and I, I, I empathise with any manager that comes into United and tries to get a tune out of this lot I mean yeah you can say the current strikers aren't getting many chances they're not, there's no wide players kind of crossing the ball for them every 27 times a game whatever it was against Fulham but you know what I mean they're not, um, they're, not they're, they're getting half chances and Ronaldo makes a few of his own chances doesn't he but you know generally the, the system I still don't understand what United's system is and I don't know uh, where the next goal's coming from really to be honest in this 4-2-2-2-2-2-2 just well there's not a lot of optimism here but I feel pretty similar <laughs> to a lot of the lads 
as well and it's pissing down and we've all got to walk out into the rain now so i can't I can't end this bit with even any cheer i feel like guilty that we've got to go and do this and we worked our arse off to get the mag out and now we're going to go and get piss wet through i hope you're uh, dry when you're listening to this anyway i'll see where this te- podcast takes i'll see you in a bit Final whistle just gone at Old Trafford. United 3, Burnley 1. United up to 6. Four points off the top four with a game in hand. Goal difference of plus four. So that looks a lot better than it did before the game. And United's first half performance was much better than we've seen recently score three goals it was much better too but Tomine was very good United have beaten a Burnley team who'd only won one of their 16 Premier League games then again Newcastle had only won one of their 19 Premier League games and Watford who beat United 4-1 at 17 there was a big flag before the game. Wishing Sir Alex Ferguson happy 80th birthday. And he was sat just to the left of me, but we could see images of him taking a picture of a flag. Wishing him a happy birthday, which was great. Decent atmosphere created by the Red Army. Game faded more in the second half. United done enough in the first half. We thought Luke Shaw played very well in the first half. Uh, Eric Bailly lost possession, which led to Burnley's goal. Burnley were physical as they always are. Now United scored three and got three points. And given how poor United have been for a game to be done and dusted by half time, that's definitely encouraging. When did we decide to stop upholding free speech as a basic right? What's playing out right now at big tech companies and social media sites sets a dangerous precedent. Look, it doesn't matter what your politics are or who you voted for. Everyone should have the right to express themselves freely. Sadly, the big tech monopoly has instead opted for silencing tactics and censorship. To fight back against big tech's control of the internet, we use ExpressVPN. Have you ever wondered how free-to-access tech giants make all their money? Well, it's by tracking your searches, your video history, and everything you click on. It builds a profile of you, and then they sell off all of your sensitive data. When you use ExpressVPN via the app on a computer or phone, you anonymize much of your online presence because you hide your IP address. That makes your activity more difficult to trace and sell to advertisers. What's more, ExpressVPN encrypts 100% of your network data to protect you from eavesdroppers and cyber criminals. Well, that's why we like it. It's very easy to use as well. It takes just one click to protect all your devices. And that's why ExpressVPN is rated number one by Business Insider. So let's stop allowing big tech to revoke our rights to free speech. Why not revoke their rights to your data instead? You can secure your internet with the VPN, which we at United We Stand trust and use. Visit expressvpn.com 
forward slash United. That's expressvpn.com forward slash United. And if you do that, you'll get three months for free with our exclusive link. Go to expressvpn.com forward slash United right now to learn more. It's post-match after Wolves have just turned United over by Goldson at Old Trafford. Um, you with the sellers, John Ashton, Bloomy's here, and we've got Stu Edwards. Um, lads, just for a start, I had a quick chat with Andy uh, before the game, and obviously this podcast stretches over sort of two or three games, and he was saying, you know, we was all doom and gloom the other night, the, rain, the weather was bad, and we put in a half-decent performance, etc. Um, he said, you know, if we win tonight, it could be nine games in a row. Uh, nine games without defeat, sorry. So, you know, we, you know, we should be a bit, bit chirpier, but thankfully... Uh, I was struggling a little bit in terms of what, what I would say that would, would, would cheer me up. So thankfully Manchester United have made sure that I don't have to be. Um, I'm, I'm struggling to, I don't, I don't know where to start with this, lads, because I'm, I'm, not in, I'm not remotely surprised by that performance tonight, believe me. I'm not surprised by the result. No. Um, I think since the new manager's come in, I think we've been absolutely dire. We've been dominated by piss-poor teams. Yeah. So it only stands to reason that the first half-decent side we come up against would yeah, would comfortably dominate, take control yeah. of the game, but th- that was bad, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, we said from the off first ten minutes, I don't think we got it out of our half. They were just, they fully deserved it. I'm not going to, I'm going to hold my hands up tonight. They fully deserved everything that they, that they got. They had, they're just more aggressive. They had a game, they had a better plan. I just, I said it the other day after the, before the Burnley game. Um, I just don't like any of this lot. It's just a, it's just an absolute shambles, mate. And I don't know what else to say, to be honest. Sure, you're a notoriously difficult man to please, and uh, I'm guessing that didn't pick your mood up. Oh, fucking hell. Um, I know it's easy to say after Burnley, we expected that, but I genuinely did. Burnley are fucking dreadful. You know. Yeah. It's, Relegation fodder written all over them. Yeah. So that what that was nothing. And, and you knew about Wolves were, was going to be a tougher game. You know, we, we all know the stats. We know we, we know we struggle to score goals, Wolves. But just like they were under Nuno, really, they're quite a well-organised team. You know, they work for each other and, and they're quite fit. And you knew they were going to come and you know again be organised and make it difficult. Saying that, I didn't expect us to be as bad as that. I don't think even even with our recent. Uh, misdemeanors but all, all over the pitch again I, I, I look up you can look up after five minutes you can look after, up after 15 minutes 25 minutes and you never know what shape we're in you never know where mm. people are and you, you know I, I watch Wolves probably six seven times a year against other teams and you know again they stay in shape they know they know the job they know where to play um, we just look at complete shambles and like we're literally putting you know square pegs into round holes all the time and then, I mean, I could talk easily about every player for about two or three minutes, yeah. and it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be good listening. So no. I'm not going to do that because no one's really worth a mention. Again, there were some strange tactics, some strange substitutions. Fletcher seems to be the manager. I don't get it. He's, you know, if you, you know, look at all the other teams in, in, in the league, let alone just the top. You know, I'm not talking about Guardiola or Klopp necessarily, but no other top man, not no other top team. Seem to have their like number two or whatever Darren Fletcher is. I don't even know what, what even is his job. Is he the director of football? Technical director. Assistant manager. Who supposedly yeah. interviewed Ralph for the job. He's basically so, like he was as a player, and he yeah. just comes I, and does I, whatever just, he gets I don't get it. It just looks a, a complete mess, and like we've gone back three years before yeah. Ollie even. 
Um, so how Ollie lost his job, if that's what we're stuck with now for at least five months, uh, I'm just finding it hard to find words again, if I'm being honest. Blooming, what, what do you make of the new manager? Because he, he seems to talk a good game. He's obviously yeah. clear, got some clear ideas in his head. Um, it's probably a bit harsh to, you know, he, he, he's quite radical his way of football, and it, you know you probably can't expect him to come in and, and work miracles instantly. But you know, you at least when you get a new manager, you know, yeah, Solskjaer won his first 17 games or something with a yeah. pile of shit team. You know, you, know, you expect a bounce. God knows how where we're going to be when this bounce wears off. No, I know. I, I said the last game. I, I did. I did kind of feel sorry for him because I've, I've made, I've made reference before this set of players. I don't think. Any manager could really coach him, to be honest. I, I do believe that, but because it's just an absolute mess with that. It, they've got five different managers' players still in that team, in that squad. Um, with him, though, it, it was a five-month thing. Are they really listening to him? Did he even care to listen to him? Yeah. I don't think they. I don't think they're asked, to be honest. And I think it, you're looking to the summer and when the old. It's, it's a good point. It's a good point you make that actually again. about yeah. whether whether the whole well we know he's fucking off in the summer or yeah. whatever his new job is and you know do, do the players really want to put that shift in for him knowing that there's going to be another mm. new manager coming in anyway? I mean, not that I'm excusing a set of bastards that they are, but um, um, a mate of mine made a <laughs> made a joke um, halfway through the game actually. Oh, you just said that there's like five different managers players in there. Our best two players today, in Phil Jones and David De Gea, yeah. are arguably yeah. Alex Ferguson signings. Yeah, it just it just says it all how much of an absolute mess it is. And someone who's not it's, played for two yeah. years, it's just madness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What, what did, 707 what, days not playing. What did you make of the selection today? Because the Jones one was obviously in force, yeah. but Fred's obviously sees himself a little bit out of favour. Fernandez left on the bench. I can only assume because we played okay for 20 minutes against Burnley. But it, you know, United were genuinely a lot better when when Fernandez did come on. I certainly were for 10 or 15 minutes D- Donny van der Beek must be the shittest trainer in, in the history of the club because yeah. I just how I, I didn't he come on for even 15 minutes against Burnley I, I, I don't get it I don't understand it yet you know going back to when Solskjaer was here you know he never I, I, he must be shit mustn't he? Well, he must be well he is when he's played in fairness so he has he's looks like a child yeah. lost child so yeah. and again Matic you know Matic is probably our best old midfielder and again that's no, he can't run, but he's still he's probably still he's, he's more trustworthy probably even than Fred when when Fred's on the top of his game, isn't he? Mm. And McTominay again went miss, you know went missing today. Um, yet we're relying on the you know the spine of our side is is let's be honest there there, there has been the the past the best four or five years ago and I include Varane in that as well. Yeah, from being honest. Did, Phil yeah. Jones carried him at the, 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 the full spine of the team. You know we've got what other club in world football. It's got an average age, you know, the combined age of like 70, whatever it is, 74, 75. Well, I'm not sure what our average age of our team was today, I bet it's in the 30s. Cristiano Ronaldo divides opinion about United fans. Um, yeah. For me, he'd be the first one out of the door. I, I mean, it's nothing, mm. nothing personal. No. Um, but I think, I think he's, he's a, obviously a huge problem for the manager. He's almost undroppable. His performances yeah. are yeah. very, very average. He's, he's just clearly showing his age. Mm. I, I think Cristiano Ronaldo is a huge problem for Manchester United. Yeah, we've all spoke yeah. about it, haven't we? On a couple of pods since August mm. and, and privately. Um, yeah, here's a problem. He didn't really offer much today. Maybe he should have scored. He was offside from a from a free kick, was it? Yeah. Um, but again, you, you 
you, you, you're playing him and then he's seeming to give you know Cavani's gone from not being fit and not being able to play 90 minutes to playing twice now in four yeah. days <laughs> same with Matic so what do you believe one week you know they're not fit and they can only play once a week next minute they're playing yeah. 90 minutes in, in four days yeah. so Phil Jones is going to be in an oxygen scent I think tonight yeah. if, if he, you know he's run his bollocks off hasn't he and he, he, was, he was brilliant to be fair just, just on the Ronaldo point so we mentioned it during the game like it's it's affected people like Greenwood in it's my opinion everybody. as well. Yeah. well, well since, like, since, Chris, since, Cristiano, Greenwood, since Cristiano Ronaldo signed for United, he's obviously the top scorer, mm. I think he's got 14, 15 goals. Our next highest goal scorer, do you know who it is and how many goals he's got? It's Marcus Rashford with three, three yeah. since, yeah. since Cristiano Ronaldo signed. Yeah. Now that's, I know some people will say, well, we'll imagine where we'd be without Cristiano Ronaldo's goals, etc, etc. But you can't tell me that the Cristiano Ronaldo is not having an impact on the performances of all those other players and all of their goal inputs. Yeah, like I said, so them two, so him and Cavani are both playing, and you know Ronaldo's got to play, can't be dropped, and all the rest of it. Which means, you know, the, the guy we chased for two years and nearly paid 120 million for us playing on the left wing, and, and again, shocking it tonight. Yeah, yeah and again, so that, and that's to accommodate Greenwood because obviously Greenwood can't play on the left, so he's got to play on the right. When Rashford plays, he gets. Well, well, that is a problem. Yeah. We're, we're overloaded in some positions and then massively mm. undercooked in others. Midfield, for well, example. Midfield, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly so. Right, cheers, lads. We'll leave it there anyway. Um, we've done, done enough moaning this week about United, so um, I'm, sure, I'm sure we'll be back for some more next Monday. Um, believe me, we've, we've spent most of the day just more excited about the darts than we yeah, were, we were um, mm. about looking forward to watching Manchester United, which just about sums up where we're up to at the minute. But uh, thanks for listening anyway, and we'll speak to you soon.